Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, <laughs> Meryl Turaviskite in Medicine. I'm your host, <laughs> Peter Brady. I was going to say, what's happening over there? I am a radio professional. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a voice professional. You can tell. Can I say my name now, or are I you going to, would, would you like it. to talk some more first, or? You should see, Sydney's giving me the double bird. Why? I'm not. Why, hun? Why the double I'm bird? Not. I'm Sydney McElroy. Dr. Sydney McRae. She always I never say that. that. I no, I don't. I never. I ne- you were always like, you should use the doctor, and I never do. I would never. I would have my first name legally changed to Dr. Justin because <laughs> I would never want anyone to refer me to We me. We had that just last week's episode, right, about Dr. Doctor? Dr. Doctor, yeah. Dr. Doctor. Uh, they just call me the doctor at Harmony House a lot of the times. That's cool. I know. I didn't ask them to. This was not me. This sounds like something I have, I have set up, but. I mean. I mean, with all due respect, hun, you are the doctor there. It's not, I, I mean, it is well, a charming it, nickname, but it's also a factual statement. Yeah, it's just because there's not another one. There's not another one, so you are yeah. in definite article. I like the, the definite article. Uh, well, I guess I'll start talking since Justin decided this was the moment to take a very long swig of coffee. What is, hey, 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 Smurl, who pee-peed in your cornflakes today? You were like you, so spicy. Our our youngest woke us up oh my God. so early. <laughs> oh my God. And I had it's already not elf. been sleeping it's well. We- She's so excited about finding Clarice, which is the name of our elf on the shelf, that she gets up now at like 5 a.m. and wakes us up and, and won't go back to sleep. if you want to tell us the elf on the shelf is bad and a bad idea, I know, I know folks, I know, we know. I know. We it's were too, much younger. It's too late for that. We didn't instigate this legend in our household. It was instigated at a grandparent's home, and then it became strange that we did not have one, so we have been unwilling yes roped into the elf we get it okay trust us no one hates the elf more than us yes but uh we were woken up very early i'm doing my best i'm not why i'm is not your firing best on all cylinders you are though at me it's like so <laughs> spicy all i'm asking is just like i was in the same, same I got bed up. with the child i like, got I, up no justin decided to take a nap and i couldn't once i'm up i'm up i can't like I don't nap. Once it's day, I should say once it's daytime, it's daytime. This is I'm not awake. a nap. I don't. Nap. I'm sorry. This is not a nap. That was a false wake up. I, don't, I, I just went back to bed. I don't like naps. I, it's daytime. I'm up. I'll sleep when it's dark. Um, but I made <laughs> That's soup. That's what Sydney does every night. By the way, five thirty to five thirty <laughs> during the winter, twelve hours. If the sun's down, she's down. That's her rule. Oh, I'm a summer girl. <laughs> I uh, I made soup. It was great soup. I made soup at eight a.m. Is what I did. Now who's stalling? Okay. I thought you wanted to do a podcast. But the soup, Justin, the soup had a lot of uh, a lot of spices. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe some people find it hard on their tummies if they don't tolerate things like garlic and chili and stuff well. Are your feet tired from the long walk you were taking? <laughs> they must be. You know what they might need? Tell me, Sid. Some Pepto-Bismol. Were you on the stairs coming down to record and you are like, I got it. <laughs> Is this just, why you this burst in the door the and you're like. <laughs> this was on the fly. I just did this. <laughs> Right now, off is the top of my head. Burst, is this why you burst in the door and said, J-Man, don't sweat the intro. I got it, baby. And then you put on your sunglasses? Is that for that? I don't have my sunglasses on. I have my glasses glasses on. I couldn't even put my sunglasses on unless I wanted to wear one over the other, which I have done before, and it's so uncomfortable. Spicy soup. Why are we Why are we talking spicy soup? Because you, afterwards, you might feel like you She grew it all, like by the way. Need... I, got, I get to brag. She grew it all. <laughs> she grew the delicata in this soup. She grew the herbs in this soup. I didn't have enough scallion for this soup. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have enough just yellow onion, so I'd use the scallions. I grew. I was proud. Okay. I don't think a lot about Pepto Bismol. I didn't come from a Pepto Bismol house. Okay. You know, we we don't we don't have it in our house now, and I didn't have it in my house growing up, so it wasn't. You know, like I feel like a lot of people use it. But it's not a thing you're a fan of either, right? Well, I hate it, but we were a Pepto house. Like, oh, you we, were. We I remember actually uh, when my dad used to, dad used to, yeah, I say used to, he still frequently does, judges the Chili Fest. If mm-hmm. you're ever around in September, by the way, folks, come down to the Chili Fest. It's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy yourself. Anyway, dad used to be a judge, and I remember he had a holster that they gave him, a like like faux leather holster for his Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. That he could like put in there because, you know, chili, hard on the tummy. Well, it's a bit of a gag. But I remember, that is my... That is my biggest memory of Pepto-Bismol. It was enough of a thing that, like, they absolutely did it, but I could never stomach it. I mean, it, I find it repellent. It just wasn't something we ever used, and it's not for kids, so we wouldn't have it for our kids. And we say that several times throughout the episode. It's not for kids. Not for kids. Not for kids under Sorry, 12. Sorry, kids. And really, it's it's really more of an adult. There are lots of other medicines for kids that work better and are safer. It's not for kids. Um, I also have always kind of thought, like, isn't there stuff that works better than that? Is that really what we need? I I, I it, guess I'm biased against it. I'm kind of like— You do. you got a problem with it. I do. Um, and so I'm glad we're doing this episode about it because I think I was a little bit unfairly biased against it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I think I, think I was. Um, but I did assume that everybody knew about it. It feels so ubiquitous. It does. Everyone knows about Pepto-Bismol. Yes. So I was really surprised when we got the following email, which we were given um, authorization to share. Uh, Hi, guys. I'd like to propose a brand episode. Well, you're not doing this, though. No, no, no. This is all said. Yes. On the mysterious pink and kind of ominous-looking substance that is Pepto-Bismol. Backstory. I'm from Iceland, and the other day I was at a pharmacy in my hometown getting my meds when an American couple walks in. They wait in line, then they go to the counter and ask for a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. When they are told that Pepto-Bismol is not sold in Iceland— they are flabbergasted, Wild. as am I. They ask for something else that will soothe an upset stomach, fix heartburn, relax your esophagus, and most importantly, it had to taste good. I was baffled. Is Pepto-Bismol an old patent medicine? Do adults drink it? Why is it that color? Why does it taste like this? Is it a cure-all? Does it do anything? Please help me. All my best, Thora. Thank you, Thora, because I didn't know that there are a lot of places in the world where there's no Pepto-Bismol. If you don't have Pepto-Bismol, uh, you probably have, there's probably a lot of products like it in your country where... It seems weird that it is even sold. It just seems like there is one in everybody's medicine cat. Like you don't remember getting it. You don't know why you Everyone have it. Everyone just, just has like Pepto-Bismol. You just have Pepto-Bismol. We do not because we're pretty strict about it. But like most people probably just have some lying around. Yes. Especially yeah. like 20 years. And, like and I would say so- like much, a lot more prevalent in the era before. I feel like some of those um, pro, 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 
Pro- proton Tom pump pack, in- proton, proton pack inhibitors. <laughs> proton pump inhibitors. Proton close. pump inhibitors. They, <laughs> or PPIs for They sure. got really big, and I think Pepto-Bismol got a little bit ubiqu- less ubiquitous whenever it was popping Nexium and, and et cetera. Exactly, but, which but that, it, that's what you're talking about with proton pump inhibitors, things like Nexium, Prevacid, Prilosec, all those kinds of meds. Yeah. Um, you're exactly right. I, I don't feel like it's as common, although I will say I'm asked for it a lot, and the only reason that we don't commonly have it at Harmony House, because I kind of, I mean, like, we get tons of donations that I don't, like, approve or disprove. They just right. they just arrive. Um, that's why we have, um, occasionally, we have some homeopathic medicines mm-hmm. within our donated pharmacy. For a bit. <laughs> for long enough for me to say, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we don't actually get donated a lot of Pepto-Bismol, and I don't, when we do our purchasing, when we have grants where we can actually buy OTC, over-the-counter meds, OTC, um, I don't usually think of it. Um, but we do get asked for it a lot. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, the thing that, that like, makes Pepto-Bismol so well-known, I think, outside of, like, everybody knows it's for stomach stuff, mm-hmm. is its color. Yes. It's bright pink. It's famously pink. It is It is so known for being pink that you can say something is Pepto-Bismol colored, and pretty much anybody would know— I want to say, what you didn't, meant. didn't we talk about this during, remember that color episode where the person mm-hmm. thought there was a certain Baker pink? Baker Miller pink. Baker Miller pink. Like it, it is like that. Like pe- Pepto-Bismol pink is just like, it's mm-hmm. ubiquitous. It yes. is so pink. Yes. You you know what that is. You can use Pepto-Bismol as a shorthand for pink. Right. It's it's so common. So what is it? I mean, I think the first thing to, what, so what is it? It's a pink medicine. It comes in a liquid or a tablet. I think most of, most people think about the liquid but it is in a tablet too, if you'd prefer. Um, and it is a staple. The active ingredient that we're going to talk about is bismuth subsalicylate. Um, there's a ton of generics of Pepto-Bismol. So if you see pink bismuth on anything, if you, I mean, obviously if it says bismuth subsalicylate, these are the same thing essentially as Pepto-Bismol. Right. It's sold, I guess there's some other names, Peptocom and Bisbacter. Never heard those. M- might be outside the U.S., yeah. Brand names, possibly. Never heard those names. Very common um, for that. Vix has a different name in the in the UK, for example. Like I, I think. Yes. Yeah, so if you so if you have a, but it's it's as far as I know, it's pink everywhere we go. Yeah. Um, which doesn't come from the compound. Bismuth mm. subsalicylate is not pink. It's like beige. In case you're curious. Um, well, we so how does it work? We're not. It's it's interesting. It's one of those medicines where we don't know entirely all of the things it does or how. Mm-hmm. We know some of its mechanism of action for sure, but there are still some more like theoretical, like we also think it does this and we think it probably works like this too, um, but we're not 100% sure. I always think that's interesting. There was a lot of advertising like when the uh, – during the uh, – especially during like – I want to say like the 90s. This is the most thing where like it was one of those where the, the tagline of it listed all the – different things it could do. Mm-hmm. It was like the heartburn, stomach, blah, 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 something medicine. It was just like, it was promoted for like, no matter what's wrong with you, as long as it's in the, but below your nipples well, and above your crotch, Pepto-Bismol is there for you. Well, do you remember the, the, like, I remember what it can be used for because they said it so many times in the commercial that it became, like that was, I was going to quiz you. Do you remember? Heartburn. Uh-huh. Upset stomach. Uh-huh. Diarrhea. Uh-huh. Indigestion? Yes. Um, that's sour stomach? You're forgetting one thing. For upset stomach, brum, brum, sour stomach, heartburn, acid indigestion. See, the more recent one was 
nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. You don't remember that? I'm going to need, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to need diarrhea clean so we can use it as a text tone for people. No, no, I won't do okay. that. I won't do that. I was going to quiz you on that. But yeah, that was in the advertising, that for was the, which I remember uh, all that. jingle. Yeah. Yeah. And what, uh, what, so what did they put in? What's the new? What's the new? Nausea. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, it, see, this is where the breakdown is for me on on Pepto-Bismol because that would 100% exacerbate any nausea that I was Have you ever taken the tablets, though? Because they don't – I mean, like, it's a little easier, I think, than the liquid. I think liquid medicines, if you don't like the flavor of something, a liquid can be really rough, right? Yeah. Like uh, NyQuil or DayQuil, if you don't like those meds. Yeah. They come in capsules now. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, you know what else I just remembered that's weird <laughs> about this? Pink chiclets have the Pepto-Bismol flavor. The, I, I remember mm-hmm. like the ones that were pink. Yes. They th- you think they're going to be like we're gonna strawberry get to the berry? Flavor. Okay, sorry. We're going to get to the flavor. All right. Um, okay. So the subsalicylate part. So when we say bismuth subsalicylate, that's separated out. That might sound familiar to you if you, you know, certainly if you're a chemistry person. Um, but also like, do you take aspirin regularly? Because then that salicylate, salicylic acid, you might start to see where this derivative, what is mm. this, what is this a compound of? Like, what is it? You, you know, use for. And also, maybe if you ever had acne and used some over-the-counter acne medications, salicylic acid is yeah, very common. that's in, in those uh, Tums with the gas, gas No, stuff. no, no, no. That's cimethicone. That's Sal- a totally other thing. Salicylic acid, is that was in Stridex pads? I, so, I believe some Stridex okay. pads do have that, yes. Okay. Yeah, there's benzoyl peroxide in some stuff for acne, and then there's salicylic acid in other stuff for acne over-the-counter. But yes, if you look at your, if you have acne products, you look, you may see this. Anyway, so it's in that same family. And you may remember, because we've talked about aspirin on the show before, I'm, I'm fairly certain, because it, it famously yeah. comes from willow bark. It's, it's from plants. We derived salicylic, the salicylates, things that are salts of uh, salicyl, of salicylates and, and salicylic acid from uh, plants, from willow bark. It's in um, wintergreen leaves. Um, and acetyl salicylic acid is aspirin. That mm. is what aspirin is. Okay. Um, so we know that that does something, right? Because we know this is an, a chemically active compound. Right. We know that's that's medically active. Um, and we know that it's absorbed very well. Uh, when we take Pepto-Bismol, we absorb enough of that for it to get into our bloodstream at therapeutic levels. Right. To do something. We love it. Yes. The... The subsalicylate part of the medication, the way it's supposed to work is to reduce inflammation, which is similar to what salicylates do in other compounds, right? Um, So basically, it's going to get in there, reduce the inflammation in the intestinal or stomach wall, and that's going to make you feel better. That makes sense. Sure. So like there, you know, that that is a sensible thing. The bismuth part is interesting. Bismuth is a metal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's actually very poorly absorbed. It gets into your uh, into your stomach and it's broken down and creates bismuth salts, which are insoluble pretty much. So you're not going to accumulate a ton of that, which is important to know because accumulating a ton of bismuth is dangerous, um, which is, as we'll get into, part of why it's banned some places. But is it still having an effect, like even if, you, if yes. you're absorbing it? They have found that it, it has some, the salts themselves that are formed have antimicrobial activity, meaning okay. they can kill and then prevent the adhesion of certain types of bacteria. Um, and then they have also found that it can increase the reabsorption of fluid. So if you're having diarrhea and you're worried about dehydration, there you go. There you go. 
So, um, and it, it also can decrease inflammation and some secretions of, of stuff in the intestines. So there is some, there is definitely chemical basis for both of these components addressing these issues. So like, I think the question of like, is this one of those fake cure-all patent medicines that everybody, because they're like, and, and I know that sounds like a wild thing to say, like, well, but it's being sold for, it's been sold for this long. It has FDA approved uses. Mm-hmm. There are several that are like vetted by the FDA that we have studies to back up. But even with all that, we definitely have medicines that we use over the counter to this day that people consider mainstays that do not do anything. That is still true. What's the first one that comes to your mind? Oh, gosh. It's like any cold medicines. (laughs) Yeah, those have had a tough. I mean, phenylephrine, right? Like there's been a ton of, of recent data about the fact that like phenylephrine, which is found in a lot of over-the-counter like sinus or like combo cold meds. If you look at like one of those cold and sinus meds that have like five different things in them, phenylephrine is probably one of them and it doesn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, but unlike that, uh, Pepto-Bismol does do stuff. And like I said, it's supposed to treat nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. So you can see how it would become a mainstay of sort of, especially in the U.S., our home you know, pharmacy. It everybody well, gets these. You just have on hand, right. right? So there's definitely active compounds, um, and there are studies to back it up. Like I wanted to one in particular. There was a 1987 study that actually suggested you should take two tablets of Pepto Bismol four times a day if you're traveling to reduce your risk of traveler's diarrhea, and it works. Really? Yes, reduce the risk uh, by more than sixty percent. That's wild. Yeah, it was a small study. Um, people challenged it, of course, because it was smaller. But there definitely was evidence that taking Pepto-Bismol not only could treat these things, but could actually prevent you from getting um, traveler's diarrhea. There have also been some placebo-controlled studies to show that it can be used for dyspepsia, so like upset stomach, reflux, that kind of thing. Um, And then uh, for Helicobacter pylori, which is a specific bacteria that causes stomach ulcers, Mm -hmm. it is commonly used—now, this is an off-label— prescribing, but it is commonly used in combination with two antibiotics and a proton pump inhibitor to treat this infection. Hmm. So that there's a four-drug regimen that is often prescribed for that, and, and that is part of it. So it works for stuff. Hey. Um, so let's get into, like, where did it come from, who made it, and why is it not everywhere Okay. after we go to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? 
pre-prepared. All I got at two minutes. I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello, sleepyheads. Sleeping with Celebrities is your podcast pillow pal. We talk to remarkable people about unremarkable topics, all to help you slow down your brain and drift off to sleep. For instance, we have the remarkable Neil Gaiman. I'd always had a vague interest in live culture, food preparation. Sleeping with Celebrities, hosted by me, John Moe, on MaximumFun.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Night-night. Somewhere in an alternate universe where Hollywood is smarter. And the Emmy nominees for Outstanding Comedy Series are Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Thruple, Dear America, We've Seen You Naked, and Allah in the Family. In our stupid universe, you can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. So, Sydney. Why is this not a ubiquitous thing? Why are we not all absolutely obsessed? Um, well, I'm going to get into why it's not. I want to tell you, like, 
while I've well I've made a case for the fact that it does actually do some stuff. Right. Um. And I, and this doesn't mean everybody should always be taking Pepto Bismol. I always try to. <laughs> that would be wild. I always try to list what the side effects and like contraindications. And as always, you shouldn't. Nothing. Nothing I'm telling you is any sort of medical advice. Everybody's care is individualized. Please seek the help of your own healthcare professional. Not, who is not a podcast. Who is not a podcast. Your doctor can't be a podcast. I'm sorry, no. folks. I've done the research. Um, but the thing that it was used for originally, the thing that it was made for, it probably wasn't the best treatment for. So Pepto-Bismol, um, and I will say the, youth, the use of these bis- bismuth salts, mm-hmm. like we find in Pepto-Bismol, actually date back to like the 1700s. The idea that they could be used for diarrhea is a, is an older idea. But what we know now as Pepto-Bismol, mm-hmm. or the, at least the roots of it, really start in 1901. Now, I searched and searched for the name of this doctor. All I find is a New York doctor. A New York doctor made this stuff. A New York doctor. I don't know who the New York doctor Just is. A, a New York doctor. A New York doctor. I searched and searched. That- I'm like Googling like, who is the New York doctor who made Pepto-Bismol? Hey, I, listen. Somebody's going to know this and tell nope. me. Hey, yeah, somebody will know it and tell you, but like, hey, no lie. We've been doing this show long enough. I hear that Pepto-Bismol is exactly crowing about the person who invented it, and my alarm bells start to go off well, like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What don't you want us to find out? Uh-oh. Now, see, it's 1901. Usually when, when the roots are a little foggy, it's because— it was a Nazi. That's usually. That is I'm what, sorry. Okay, but that's like, what I didn't want to say. Well, that's I, a I, lot of medical history. This would have been a weird time. It's 1901. Yeah. But still. Still. <laughs> but still, no, there is. And I mean, for good reason. It's also possible that he stole it from somebody who wasn't a white man. Because that is mm-hmm. the other one that gets, that, that tends to uh, cloud that. And then sometimes it's a little bit of astroturfing where the company is going back and making up a backstory. Yes. I am not saying in any way we just, that Procter & Gamble has done this. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there are times where you see this sort of story of like the doctor who came up with this or whatever. And that's maybe not really true. It's just to sell something. Um one way or another, somebody came up with it. And the way the story goes is that it was so popular, this compound that was originally called bismosol, mixture cholera in phantom. <laughs> that sounds like a fantasy novel. <laughs> the epic of bismosol. <laughs> mixture cholera in phantom. Cycle one, mixture cholera in phantom. Uh, so bismosol is a good name. But he, it was so popular, he or, sh- or she, but it's 1901, let's be honest, probably let's be honest, he, probably, probably yeah. he, uh, that he could not keep up with the demand because he was making it at home. Right. And so in order to try to make enough um, to meet the demand, he uh, basically sold his formula to Norwich Pharmacal Company um, with this original name, Bismasol, uh, and they were manufacturing it in like 20-gallon drums of business all to get out there and we're also agreed with this sale we're definitely changing the name just the the moment we can yeah (laughs) and they um and by the way if you you probably guessed from mixture cholera and phantom it was originally aimed at babies with cholera yes that's who they that's what it was made for like we had this really deadly disease because cholera 
was and still is today, if not treated and, and managed properly, if you don't have the right resources to treat it. Um, cholera was definitely very dangerous for the young who can't sustain a ton of fluid loss, you know, easily. And so they would become severely dehydrated and maybe die of mm. cholera. So this was supposed to help treat that diarrhea mm. and you know, keep you alive until you kind of ran its course, which can happen with cholera. Although today I will say we treat it totally differently. Like we don't use Pepto-Bismol for cholera, certainly. Yeah. We use fluid replacement and antibiotics because we have antibiotics now. Yeah, thank goodness. they're great. Um, in 1919 is when we see it renamed Pepto-Bismol and we see it marketed under that name. And later, of course, Norwich would be acquired by Procter & Gamble, who is who sells it today. That was in 1982. So a very long time that Norwich Pharmaceuticals made this drug. Um, It was bright pink from the beginning. Do you know why? Why? The flavor? Kids like pink. I don't know, man. (laughs) The the original creator of the medicine made it pink. It's just an artificial dye. It has nothing to do with what's in it. It has nothing to do with what it does. It has nothing to do with bismuth or salicylates or any of the things. It has nothing to do with the flavor that we're going to get into. It was just pink because it was pink because kids like pink. But that I was the. I thought it's not for kids though. Yeah, but at the, well, at the time, at the time, well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. While it is not 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 recommended for kids today, back then they didn't know about something called Rye syndrome, and this is why we don't recommend it for children now. Is you may have heard if your kid has chicken pox. Well, nobody gets chicken pox in in places where the vaccine is available these days, um, but. When we were little, yes, we got chicken box. Or if your kid, so old. I know it makes me, it does make me feel old. Or if your kid gets the flu or some other viral illness, you may have heard, do not give them aspirin. Have you ever heard that? Yes, yes. This is why, because of the development of something that can be severe and fatal, possibly uh, called Rye syndrome, which can cause neurological damage and liver damage and all kinds of complications from the interaction between the original viral illness and then administering aspirin. So we know not to give kids aspirin, and since this is a salicylate as well, you also should not give them Pepto-Bismol. Of course, we didn't know all this back in 1901 um, when it was first made for that. Uh, The formula that was originally made in 1901, which would then be changed when it was reformulated uh, in 1919 and called Pepto-Bismol, the original formula um, was Pepsin, Pepto, Pepsin, which was known at that point to be a digestive enzyme that can help you know, break stuff down, help with digestion. Zinc salts, salol, which is a bismuth compound, that's where mm-hmm. that comes from, an oil of wintergreen along with a co- some sort of artificial color to make it pink. Um, the the uh, wintergreen part, by the way, is interesting. Why is that? Because it is not, so if you look at the flavor of the original, it was oil of wintergreen or tea berry. Mm-hmm. because the tea berry is the berry of the wintergreen plant. Okay. You know the flavor of wintergreen. Yes. Would you say that Pepto-Bismol tastes like wintergreen? No. No. But you did say it was minty, right? It has a minty-ish, yeah. Yeah, that it is. It's minty-ish. It's the tea berry. Yeah. It's the oil of wintergreen. It's the tea berry. Tea berry gum, I know they used to have it at like, it's like an old-timey thing. Yes. That flavor people used to enjoy for whatever reason. Minty-ish. It's like mint, gross minty, like worst mint, worst. I'm not a big mint guy. The only mint I can kind of mess around with is spearmint. Mm-hmm. I can get into spearmint sometimes. People like, well, I love mint stuff, but people like tea berry. People well, like, people like the taste of Pepto. People are wrong about lots of stuff. 
Um, but that's why even though the current formulation of Pepto-Bismol, like I said, the main active ingredient now um, is bismuth subsalicylate. So the pepsin is no longer in there. It does still contain the same, like the original Pepto-Bismol does still contain the same flavor um, from that wintergreen plant, except it's not, instead of using actual wintergreen oil, they just use methyl salicylate, which is the same compound that gives wintergreen oil its flavor. We just, we just synthetically derive the chemical and make it, right? But like that's the, so original flavor Pepto-Bismol, tea berry, wintergreen oil, that's what you're tasting. That is, that is what that, that's why it's pink, but tastes minty. Mm, okay. Right? Gotcha. I, and that, maybe that's what's off-putting to you is it, that we don't think of pink as the color of something that's minty. God, it is a, that's a really interesting, if it was like white or green, I wonder if I would, but I need to chug a whole bottle of Pepto-Bismol and see how. Well, and that also, that also. I'm realizing also as we're talking, like, I have not ingested this stuff probably in 30 years. So. I can't remember the last time I tasted it. Um, th- this also, well, no, I've taken the pills. I can think of times actually oh, yeah. in traveling when I've taken yeah. the pills, but not the liquid. But that's, that, and that's probably is why it now comes in two flavors. Cherry. And, and original. Cherry. Yeah. yeah. The cherry flavored probably makes more sense. Yeah. For people, maybe visually and what they expect. Like yeah. it looks pink, it tastes like cherry. That I get it. But some people still prefer that original flavor, that mintiness. I don't, I don't think cherry's any great shakes either. I'm not a big <laughs> cherry person over here, so I don't know. Um, on that note, they've actually done studies to see if like the color of medicines affects the way people respond or what they look for, what they'll buy is what they're really looking for, right? Like right. what people are gonna buy and have a positive reaction to. Um pink, people definitely assume is sweeter. Not necessarily fruity, but we do assume if something's pink, it, yeah, it sense. will taste sweeter. Yeah. Um, so it would be a good medicine for if you're trying to attract children to medicine. Now, I would say that if you're trying to attract children to medicine, that's not, I mean, yeah, not great. If you're trying to make medicine that a child needs more palatable, I can see it that way, yeah. right? Famously, the amoxicillin you may have taken as a child is pink. Yeah. Tastes like bubble gum. Yeah. Does sort it. of. Does sort it. of. Yeah. Um, but that's also why we've also done studies to show people th- see a red or orange medicine and assume it is stimulating and will keep them awake. And then if they see a blue or green medicine, they assume it will make them sleepy or drowsy or calm. Can you think of a perfect example of that in Martin, like NyQuil? Yeah, and DayQuil. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. DayQuil is red or orangish. Yeah. NyQuil is blue greenish. I don't know. Yeah. Which, and that's, that is probably intentional. Because you will see it and think, this will put me to sleep, and I want to sleep. Yeah, this looks like night. Yeah. <laughs> Good. This one looks like the sun. I'm going to eat this this morning. Yeah, this one looks like the sun. I'm going to eat it and stay awake all day. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're dumb. I know. There are studies that show all that. Like, there, there are reasons. And I mean, again, a lot of this goes into the marketing piece But that's of it. like food, too, right? McDonald's mm-hmm. and all the other restaurants use a lot of red and yellow because it makes you hungry. And we're just big, dumb animals walking around, ooh, red <laughs> and yellow, I could eat. <laughs> So stupid. But as you say that, I'm now thinking about eating McDonald's French fries because they're yellow in a red box, and that <laughs> makes yeah. me hungry to think about. So, um, so, so that's where the flavor and the color and all that come from. Where, why is it not everywhere? Uh, the bismuth part. Mm. So there, there have been scares in the past about bismuth containing medications accumulating, which it can, right? Like any metal, even though it's not very well absorbed, if you're taking enough of it in high doses over time, Mm -hmm. 
you will get some of that in there, right? Right. Um, now, they have done a lot of studies to show that if you're taking Pepto-Bismol or any other bismuth-containing substance uh, as prescribed appropriately, right. then this, this is not something that should happen. However, if you don't take it appropriately, and we all know that one guy, right? Like, there's going to be that one guy my who's, who's going to take, like, a ton of something. Yeah, my dad. My dad would be the guy. <laughs> my dad would be the guy that hurt himself with Pepto-Bismol. Your dad would do that? Yeah, I think so. Can I say, though— The man was knocked himself out dumping ammonia on the kitty litter, so, uh, or bleach on the kitty litter. So um, he poured bleach trying to clean up kitty litter, and he knocked himself out with the fumes. So, yeah, I said, yeah, I do think that the, that the, the person that makes it up half of my genetic material— it would, as sad as it makes me to say, hurt himself with too much Pepto-Bismol. Can I, th- maybe this will comfort you and if your dad hears this and then anyone else who does this. If you are thinking, oh, no, I am that guy or that person, I should say. I shouldn't say that guy. I should say that person. If you're that person. Um, but probably that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. If you're that person. Um, I will say I recently learned after I had this interaction, uh, in my, in my day job that, uh, sometimes patients will think that their antibiotics will work better if they give themselves like a, their own little loading dose. Like I'll take a couple right away or three or four <laughs> right away to really get it in there and get it working. And then I'll follow the directions on the bottle, Right. but I want to give myself a boost. And I started asking around about that and found that that is way more widespread a belief than I ever was taught in medical school or realized that a lot of people think, well, maybe a little more, we'll get it in there and make it work faster. And like with medicine, the dose makes the poison, right? Right. Like sometimes more helps more, sometimes more does not and can be very dangerous. Um, But I think that that's a, it's a good thing to recognize is a lot of people have that belief and are doing it with the best of intentions and we have a lot of things in popular culture that lead to that. Uh, I'm rewatching House. Mm. Do you know how often a patient is responding to a medicine and House tells them to double the dose? <laughs> Do you know how wild as a medical professional it is to hear somebody who's supposed to be a doctor telling someone like double the dose of their antibiotics to make them better faster? That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not. I mean, there are. Yeah, well, listen, yes, they only got forty-four there, minutes. Sid. They got to. Tr- they got to crank. There are medicines that higher doses will make them more effective, but then there are other medicines where it's like you use this dose or you don't use this dose. But that's it. That's the thing. That's what works. Anyway. So that was a side note. But you know there's going to be somebody who's going to overuse a medication, and that's the concern in countries like specifically France does not allow these kinds of compounds. And there's some other places. So like in Europe in general, it's not very popular. And obviously in Iceland, it's not something that's sold um, because of that concern that if your body accumulates enough of those bismuth salts, mm-hmm. you could develop some neurotoxicity, some some damage to your neurological system, which is a big deal, right? Um, so that is why... You know, and you'll find like travel blogs that will recommend if you're going overseas, just take Pepto-Bismol with you because there is no guarantee that wherever you're going will have Pepto-Bismol available to you, which again, just speaks to how like deeply ingrained it is in the American psyche as something you need. Yeah. Take it with you when you go overseas because what if you can't get Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> Think about it. Um, and then again, it is it is helpful. We have studies that show for traveler's diarrhea, so so there's a good reason. Um it can interact with some meds, like warfarin specifically. So as with anything, if you're thinking of starting an over-the-counter medicine, it's always better, especially something you're thinking about taking all the time. You should talk 
to your healthcare provider. It's not for kids, especially under 12. Do not use it. Um, it's not for cats. It's very dangerous for cats. I don't know why you want to give it to your cat, but don't. Um, it's if bad your cat for cats. has the poops, obviously. It, over six weeks, you should not be using it. So if you're thinking you need it longer than that, you really need to be talking to a medical professional at that point about whatever is causing you to think you need Pepto-Bismol. Um, and it can turn your mouth or your poop black, especially if you eat a lot of sulfur-containing foods or you're taking you a medication me. that's sulfur-based, like Bactrim Mr. is an antibiotic that me. is— I'm just pounding those eggs. Anything that contains a lot of sulfur, it, there's a reaction, and you like your mouth and tongue can turn black, and then you definitely can turn your poop black, which can be very scary fuzzy for people. Can't you get that from Just the, black. Just black. Just black. It is temporary, and it is harmless— um, the the actual turning black of your tongue or your poop. But it can be confusing because your poop can also turn black if there's blood in it, digested blood. So it can be upsetting and scary and lead to unnecessary testing if you think, you know what I mean? So it's good to know. It's good to know this stuff. Um, and uh, one other wild thing, we just figured out the chemical structure, how it looks under a micro, like how it would look if you could blow it up and look at what the chemical structure looks like. We just figured that out last April, like last year, 2022. It was very difficult to derive the chemical structure of the bismuth subsalicylate, and it took that long. It's been around since this exact compound has been around since, what did I say, 1919? And we just last year figured out exactly what that structure looks like, which I think is pretty cool. Well, Sid, if I'm Procter & Gamble right now, I'm I'm breathing a little sigh of relief. You know, when I heard the Sidster was coming for Pepto, I, I probably was on, on pins and needles, but I feel like you've— I- been very fair. I I think uh, I mean it does it does the stuff it says it's going to do more or less and obviously it's caught on because it's catchy and it's pink and it's been around for so long. But I think that there is something to the fact that it does actually do something. Um that probably makes it so ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's a maybe that's a bad argument to make because a lot of people were taking those cold medicines with phenylephrine. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say these are not. It is not the end all be all for nausea, vomiting, or for nausea, heartburn, indigestion, sure. upset stomach, diarrhea. I don't necessarily take it for any of those things. Um, there are other medicines, and I would argue some that probably work a little better. See, now they're getting worked up again. They're like, she's going back in. Is she going to drop something mm-hmm. else on us? It's no. not okay. curing. Well, I mean, I think it, the here was the last question: Is it a cure all? I think that if you use it to manage those symptoms, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. It is not curing anything per se, right? Right. It's not going to, if you have like an underlying problem that is causing it, it's not going to cure it. It's going to help alleviate some of the symptoms of the underlying problem, which is always means if the problem persists, please seek medical attention. Don't sit at home and take more Pepto-Bismol. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you have enjoyed yourself. Uh, you know, it's almost uh, it's almost um, candle nights time here. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, it is it is uh, the perfect time to go secure your uh, tickets for the virtual candle night spectacular. We do it every year. It's always fun. It's going to be December sixteenth at nine p.m. Do you want to yeah. do you want to give him any hint? Uh, we'll be returning to our beloved. Medicine called Christmas franchise. Uh, that's all I can. I'm, I'm at liberty to say this time. And and there will be songs. There will be songs. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it is also going to be a great uh, benefit to Harmony House, a shelter that uh, Sydney has a lot of experience with. It provides services for people experiencing homelessness in our area. You can get tickets right now. Head on over to bit.ly forward slash candle nights twenty twenty three. 
Got lots of guests, got lots of fun, got lots of songs, got lots of tears. I don't know. You'll have to watch to find out. And uh, if you purchase that, by the way, you don't have to watch it live. There's a, a VOD for 15 days after the show. So fantastic. Uh, I hope you'll make it. Thanks to Taxpayers Fuse for song Medicine says the intro and outro of our program. But thanks to you for listening. That's going to do it for us. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fun. A worker owned network of artist owned shows supported directly by you.